My name is Erwin Fletcher. I'm an investigative reporter for a Los Angeles paper. You probably read my stuff under the byline of Jane Doe or the Hayes Better than Irwin. The last three weeks, I've been loitering around the beach, trying to pass for an amiable minor league junkie. I don't nod out or drool, it's too obvious. Act like you don't give a crap and you fit right in. Business is really picked up, huh? Still closed. What is it, the Columbia National Holiday? Yeah, yeah, but... So what do you figure, Sam? No idea. No idea at all? Some idea. Like when? When it comes, it comes. I got some reds. You don't mean communist, do you, Sam? <laughs> Everything a joke to you, Fletch. Everything, Sam. Atreides! 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 Oh shit, that's not Fletch, that's Dune. <laughs> you fucking... But this is not Caladan or Arrakis. This is the Pool Scene Podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm joined as always by Jim. Hey now. And returning again for the four-time club. Yeah! Mag CH, Corey Hayes. The man! Hey, don't talk to me like that ass face. I don't work for you yet. <laughs> nice. Uh, next time you're here, I think we need to get you gold jacket, green jacket. There needs to be something. It's probably like a members only jacket. Well, pool scene theme and we could get them. Song? Like, yes, a thong. Exactly. Well, ain't going to fit in no, that. No, like a, a robe. <laughs> uh, what do you wear at the pool? Like a. Uh, nothing. A towel. A beach yeah, towel. A beach towel. Ooh, go. a five timers beach towel. Five timers beach towel. Fuck yeah, man. Pool sceners. It's sad, but we are on the final descent for banger season. That's right. The bangers will continue, but the end of the season is in sight. This week, we talk 1985 neo-noir comedy thriller, Fletch. Yeah. What kind of a name is Poon? Comanche Indian. Directed by Michael Ritchie. Ritchie's career before and after included 1976's Bad News Bears, Wildcats with Goldie Hawn, The Golden Child with Eddie Murphy, and The Scout, of course, with the fictitious pitching phenom, Steve Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Fletch was a 1974 novel by Gregory McDonald, which was adapted for a film and passed around for about nine years until filming finally began in 1984. This movie let Chevy Chase be himself in a lot of ways. Ways, which is for better or worse. Yeah. We've talked about him in the past on this podcast. Chase famously returning from rehab to get himself clean. He had dropped out of SNL after 40 episodes. Maybe he it was a weekend update many. guy. Yeah. Good evening. I'm God. And here's the news. <laughs> Chase even says Fletch was his favorite of his movies because he was allowed to be himself. The it shows. The director would film one take of each scene with Chevy sticking to the script and then one take where Chevy was allowed to like improv and do whatever he wanted. There's no way they used the original no, one. No, no. I no. would think like how, yes, yes, yeah. exactly. In Fletch, we see Chevy check his blank wristwatch for the time, which he's done in almost every movie he's been in. At the beach, we see him say he feels like $100, which he also says is Ty Webb and Caddyshack. And he sings Swing Low, Sweet Chariot in his jail cell, which he sings in 1983's National Lampoon's Vacation. So he really returns to the hits here. Jim, they let Chevy Chase be himself. Did it work? Let us know the budget, box office, news and number ones at time of release. From WUAB Channel 43 where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock news. 
Fletch came out on May the 31st, 1985, to an $8 million budget, and it made a whopping $59 million at the box office. So, hell yeah, Dr. Rosenbanus. <laughs> so, God damn it. I love Chevy Chase so much. Don't know how he is in real life, but I've, I've heard stories that he's a real... Uh, the worst version of Fletch. Real scumbag. He's the opposite of Fletch. He's Felch. So, here <laughs> are your top... I still, to this day, don't even know what a Felch means. Here come Freda the... Com- Felcher? <laughs> here Mr. come the French comments. Tickler. Here are your top three favorite rented videos for a national video, the sign that our lifeguard, Matt Thompson, made for me this is for you brother swing by national video and see what you've been missing you're guaranteed a better buy at national video we got the karate kid 2010 the year we made contact the sequel to 2001 with a cold war spin and still relevant yeah really pretty much yeah once again we are saudis and the iranians are about ready to start world war three so whatever i don't see how that can go bad no not at all not over oil Corey. come on and the third one, Kevin, we're having almost a music video theme again. The Beach Boys, an American band, is your third rated rental for the week at National Video on Elm Road. Wow. In Warren. They were out of everything else. Pretty much. Especially when VHS tapes at this time, if you wanted to buy them, they were $80 a piece. Was this early for video rental places? This, is, I mean? this was May of 85, so still fairly new. In the, almost, Speaking of twisters. Yeah. yeah. It's almost the yeah. point where. I survived in 85. Yeah. Yeah, which is going to be coming up here shortly. But speaking of 1985, let's talk about how things were in 1985. The yearly inflation rate was 3.55%. I'm pretty sure it's 155% now. The year in close to the Dow Jones was at 1546. I believe yesterday it closed at 33,000. Average income per year was $22,100. Still the same. <laughs> the average cost in of a new area. house. $89,330. Boy, those were the a mansion in this area. <laughs> a gallon of gas was a buck oh nine. Freedom costs a buck oh five. If you want to get that rainbow bright color, kids, I don't know what that is. $9.99 each. Oh, the doll. That's right. If you wanted a two bedroom condo overlooking the lake in Illyria, it would cost you 59900 smackers. They don't even let you look at the lake for 59000 <laughs> They don't even let you anywhere near Illyria for $59,900. But one place to let you be is Europe. The winner of the 30th Eurovision Song Contest representing the great country of Norway, Bobby Sox wins singing Laudette Swing in Gothenburg, Sweden. Here's a little bit of it for you right now. interesting was song very eurovision common for norway to win eurovision no it wasn't it was out of the realm when abba won for sweden it was like sweden's first win when they did waterloo which is still my favorite abba song i like one of us they also did fernando which is pretty damn good as well and of course you got a favorite abba song Corey? i yeah. know i'm checked out of this one really not dancing queen come oh, on roller skating years old come on ah, come on <laughs> probably the worst james bond movie but had the best song to it a view to a kill the 14th james bond film and the last the star 137 year old roger moore also starring grace <laughs> Jones and Christopher Walker premieres in San Francisco. As you brought up shortly ago, a big tornado outbreak in the U.S. and Canada sees 41 tornadoes hit PA, New York, Ontario, and here, which we had an F5 tornado. United Twisters. Very green. Has anybody, wait a minute, what? Has anybody seen an F5? One person has. 
Go back and visit our back catalog. It'll make more sense. That's right. The Watch Along Twister, episode number four or five. I think that's what we did it with. And right here, talking a little bit about the tornadoes, we throw to one of the legends of Youngstown News. Here is Mr. Tom Holden. I'm Tom Holden. Some things stick in our minds forever. We can easily remember where we were when we heard about Pearl Harbor, what we were doing when we found out that President Kennedy had been shot, how we felt as we watched Neil Armstrong take his first steps on the moon. Around here, we will long remember what we were doing and what we saw on May 31st, 1985. That was beautiful, Tom. And from one legend to another, let's send it over to the sports machine, George Michael. Good evening, everybody. I'm George Michael. Welcome to the sports machine. All right, guys. Some kid, six foot six from North Carolina, Michael Jordan, won rookie of the year for the Chicago Bulls. Michael Jordan. It's a shame he didn't amount to anything. What a shame. The Cleveland Indians and the Milwaukee Brewers. The game at the Muni is the first rain out of 1985, ending a record string of 458 major league games since opening day without a rain out. 400 games. That's like two and a half weeks, though, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty like much inanimate object Cal Ripken stat. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Like, I want to know the statisticians that sit around and they go, Oh, I know that. It's 2.187 meters per pitch. Oh, that my favorite sports stat of all time. The North Carolina Tar Heel basketball team is okay. 2 and 0 on days that Brett Favre retires. <laughs> that's not, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. That's trivia. That's a good one, man. What about when he retires from life? Yeah, pretty Stealing much. Stealing money from... And making a volleyball. Yeah. What, state? Was it like a, an arena or something like yeah. that? Yeah, real real piece of shit. Another yeah. downer. I dick saw his was. dick. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> sucks. Jen Sturger. Got the weird it's crooked like dick. A question mark. <laughs> Fucking Brett Favre. 56 die and at least 265 are injured at Bradford City Football Ground in the worst fire in English football yeah. history. And Lord knows there was, was it Sunderland? Uh-huh. Was that the big, they did a Netflix special on it and everything. Awful. Horrible. The number one movie in America. We've talked about this in the past because of the weird numberings of their sequels. Rambo First Blood Part 2 is your number one movie in America. America at this time and the number one song once again kevin i probably would remember this song when i post edit this right now i don't everything she wants by wham Do you remember it? Do you remember it? No. All right. I'm pretty confident that I will not remember this song at all, Wake even when I hear up. it. Last careless, Christmas. careless whisper. Careless whisper. That's it. Yep. Don't remember it. This is CNN Breaking News. After putting this song in during the editing process, we definitely have heard this song before. This is CNN Breaking News. Big up-to-date news story. Shout out to my girl, Taylor Swift, the first artist in the 64-year history of the Billboard charts to occupy the entire top 10 with every song on her new album. Uh, she did that in 1985? Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> she was ahead of her time, and that's that all that was incredible. going on in May of 85 as we were dodging tornadoes. Yeah, so the uh, tagline for Fletch was, meet the only guy who changes his identity more than his his underwear. All right, let's undisguise the plot. 
Erwin M. Fletch Fletcher writes for the Los Angeles Times under the pseudonym Jane Doe. Yeah, perfect. He's writing an expose on drug trafficking on LA beaches. While researching his story, Fletch is in disguise as a junkie when the vice president of Boyd Aviation, Alan Stanwick, approaches Fletch and claims to have cancer and only months to live. He's offering $50,000 for Fletch to come to his mansion, kill him, stage a robbery, and flee to Rio de Janeiro. He just gets a thousand just for showing up. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Pretty, pretty Which good. Which Fletch uses to pay his alimony. Yeah. Are you on a scavenger hunt or I just forget to pay my dinner check? I mean, I'd be happy to pay it. I want you to come to my house and then we'll no. talk. You got the wrong diablo. I'll give you a thousand dollars cash. What? Just come to my house and listen to the proposition. If you reject the proposition, you keep the thousand and your mouth shut. Does this proposition entail my dressing up as little Bo Peep? It's nothing of a sexual nature, I assure you. Yeah, I assure you. 1,000 just to listen? I don't see how you can pass that up, Mr. Nugent. From here, Fletch dons a bunch of disguises to do more research. He meets Stanwick's wife, Gail, at a tennis club. You know, I have to confess something to you. I must have been pretty plowed at your wedding. I don't have any idea who oh. you are. <laughs> Not my wedding, your wedding. Oh, my wedding. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, doesn't really help me. Are you a friend of Alan's? Why, yes, we used to fly together. I'm John. Oh, John. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah. uh, now, John who? John Cocteau stole. <laughs> it's a beautiful name. Well, it's And then Not from bad. her father, he learns she converted $3 million of her Boyd Aviation stock into cash for Stanwick to buy a ranch in Utah. Meanwhile, the LA police chief, Jerry Carlin, is threatening Fletch for blowing his operation into the beach drug trafficking. Fletch continues to dig and learns that Stanwick has been married to another woman for eight years. <sighs> but his other marriage to Gail has given him access to her Scrooge McDuck money. Fletch goes to the planned site of where he's supposed to murder Stanwick, but instead, Stanwick is there to murder Fletch. You see, Stanwick was going to fake his own death using Fletch's body and then flee with Gail's money. Dear Mr. Boyd, Alan Stanwick murdered me tonight. Charred remains found by the police in the Jaguar are mine, not his. Mr. Stanwick, using my name and passport, boarded Pan Am Flight 306. On arrival, he intends to establish residence. Pretty hefty. Keep reading. His legal wife, former Sally Ann Cavanaugh. Don't stop, Alan. Uh-oh, the missus. In the midst of this, L.A. Police Chief Carlin arrives and kills Stanwick, but not before revealing that Carlin wasn't worried about the police operation. Carlin was actually being supplied the drugs from Stanwick to distribute on the beaches. Real quickly, can we say how great Tim Matheson sold that gunshot from Chief Carlin? Yeah, it like, was the best like part gunshot. of that late... <laughs> That whole action scene was yeah. rough. Yeah. Uh, it left some to be desired. Yeah, so, fuck you. That was top notch, pal. While Carlin and Fletch fight, Gail strikes Carlin from behind, knocking him unconscious. Again, as Corey said, not very believable. Fletch indicates Carlin in his article, begins dating Gail, and takes her to Rio de Janeiro with Stanwick's tickets. Beep by beep, one way or another. And with the Underhill's MasterCard. Yes. Yeah. That's- Why do they have to bounce the ball the whole time? I mean, doesn't it seem a little childish to you? Well, it may seem that, but that's that's called dribbling. Dribbling? If they don't keep bouncing the ball, they get called for traveling. 
Traveling, huh? Yeah, that's what they call it when you don't have the ball. When it came to basketball, Gail was a loss. But we had our own version of one-on-one, -on -one, and she thought I was the bravest man in the world, which, of course, I am. By the way, I charged the entire vacation of Mr. Underhill's American Express card. Want the number? Characters, Chevy Chase as Erwin Fletch Fletcher. Author, Gregory McDonald, retained veto power over casting, which is always cool to do if you're oh, an yeah. author. He rejected the studio's first two choices. Any guesses? No clue. Eddie Murphy. No, but that would have been good. Yeah, um, 1985. Burt Reynolds? Uh, Mick Jagger. Oh, what the? F <laughs> he waited till Free Jack to really show off his skills. Jeff Bridges, Barry Bostwick, and Richard Dreyfus were also considered. <laughs> Barry Bostwick? Wow. I'm Barry Bostwick. Hi. That's uh, a marquee name right there. Yeah. He's doing commercials now, I think, well, five years ago. Where he was the first boss. Joe Don Baker as Chief Jerry Carlin. Excellent. Oh, fantastic. Dana Wheeler Nicholson as Gail Stanwyck. Richard Libertini as Frank Walker, Tim Matheson as Alan Stanwyck, Bo Star as Willie, M. Emmett Walsh as Dr. Dolan, George Went as Fat Sam. Yeah. Gina Davis as Larry. As Larry. Which she makes, she looks pretty good there. She oh, uh, looks makes great. a brief cameo. The film makes numerous references to Fletch's favorite team, the Los Angeles Lakers, and includes appearances by Lakers player Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and play-by-play -play announcer Chick Hearn. We kind of get that Jeff Spicoli oh, yeah. surfer dream moment where Fletch imagines himself playing power forward so six foot four six nine with the afro. afro yeah which actor or actress gives a passable performance does any non-lead character steal scenes it's wild that once you get to like the third or fourth billing these are people that have like six minutes of screen yeah time. Oh, yeah so it's hard to pay i mean we talk alan stanwick here's my proposition i'm all ears i want you to murder me here on thursday I'd like you to shoot me dead. And the reason I ask you to do me this service is because I am already facing a very long, painful, and most certain death. You see, I have bone cancer. And I don't know if you know anything about bone cancer, Mr. Nugent. It's the worst kind you can get. Just eats you up. Bit by bit. Oh, God. You can't beat it. I always found it weird as a kid that I was like, that's a weird way to spell Stanwick to me. You think W-I-C-K, not W-Y-K? Comes off prickish. So I really like <laughs> Dana Wheeler Nicholson. You know, I must be having an off day. I'm usually a fabulous player. Well, I have this effect on a lot of women. That you do. You know, the reason I was asking about uh, Alan is that I bumped into him this morning, and you know what I can't figure out? Alan's in Utah. I can't figure out what I was doing in Utah this morning. I'm very flattered, but I'm also very married. You are trying to hit on me, aren't you? How did you guess? I'm such a heel, I don't, I don't know what came over me. If I had a nickel for every one of Alan's flyboy buddies tried to pick me up, I'd be a rich woman. You are a rich woman. See what I mean? Because you don't realize, but the actress who plays Gail has had a steady career from the early 80s through now. Yeah, but she's this is the only working. thing I recognize her Right, from. but yeah. she's been in a ton of stuff. If you look at her filmography, she's in lots and lots of things. A lot of television. Yeah. A lot of television. Friday Night Lights. She's in a bunch of oh, stuff. Oh, that's right. She is in Friday yeah. Night Lights. And of course, my favorite, hands down, Fat Sam, George Went. Yeah. Mind if I sit here? Flip. Man. You don't know me, Sam. My pleasure, brother. <laughs> I'm a reporter, Sam. 
I'm breaking the story on the drug traffic around here. Gummy's turning state's evidence. I got good proof it's the chief. Gonna bust the chief? Gonna bust the chief. I could use your help. I'm a slave of that son of a bitch. He busted me, third offense. Give me my choice. Push for him or do 15 long. Now, all I get out of this is free junk. You don't have a piece of the action? No, free junk. That's it. He has oh, a yeah. southern you accent. Don't like Gummy? Don't get me wrong. Gummy is a good dude. But when it comes to just, he's very versatile in this. And then, like I told Kevin, I watched this and then I watched Gung Ho. I had it went back to back. You never go went back to back. You never regret it either. It's amazing. I'm not even going to say it. Big guy. Big guy. I'm going to sell an Etsy shirt that says, I'm wet for wind. Uh, all right. Let's uh, find out which scenes made a splash, which also gets us wet. Corey, you go ahead and give us your first best scene. I I feel we're going to have a lot of crossover here. Yeah, yeah I, I think I laughed the hardest at the airplane hangar. I'm going to need some pliers and a uh, set of 30-weight ball bearings. What? <clears throat> yeah, uh, tell you what, uh, I got to go to my truck. Fred gets here before I'm back. You can tell him to start without me. What the hell you need ball bearings for? Oh, come on, guys. It's so simple. Maybe you need a refresher course. Hey, it's all ball bearings nowadays. Now, you prepare that Fetzer valve with some uh, three-in-one oil and some gauze pads. And I'm going to need about 10 quarts of antifreeze, preferably Presto. No. I'll make that Quaker state. Yes. The over the top, whatever. Who is he? Uh, Gordon Liddy. Yeah. That one. Yeah. And he's yeah. G about Gordon Liddy. Some, oh, yeah. Some 30 weight ball bearings. And well, he's he's what are we going to do with ball bearings? Because that's really the first time that he gets questioned on. what I have logic about <laughs> that. That scene in particular. We'll talk about it later. He's like, hey, uh, back here. And he's like, oh, I had to check out the luggage first. Yeah. <laughs> If Frank gets here, go ahead and tell him to start without me. Make yeah. it quicker, steak. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's so perfect. Okay, my first one by far is Dr. Rosen penis. Dr. Rosen Rosen. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Rosen. Uh, may I help you, Dr. Uh, uh, oh, it's me, Dr. Rosen penis. I'm just here to check Dr. out Stanwick's file. Dr. Rosen Rosen, I'm here to get to the records room. It's Dr. Rosen. I, I, uh, I want to check Dr. the records room. Dr. Rosen. Wait, where's the record room? Uh, uh, next to pathology. Would you do me a favor and take care of these things? Uh, I'd like to check Alan Stanwyck's file. Uh, what the hell is happening? Where the hell's the records room? I can't hear you. What? Uh, B1. Could you just collate these for me? Where'd you say that was? B1. B1. Thank you very much. You can take the elevator. Thank you very much. So Fletch shows up at the hospital to try to dig deeper into Alan Stanwyck's cancer diagnosis. Dressed in a suit. He has the stethoscope. So he has to fucking figure out a name. So he looks at the board. Every last name starts with Rosen. So it's Dr. Rosen, Dr. Rosenberg. So it's a very like Mel Brooks very yeah. moment. It's yeah. an awesome moment. And then the nurse acknowledges him. He drops the paper and he goes, excuse me, what's your name? Uh, uh, Dr. Rosen penis. And then it's a, <laughs> what's your, oh, I'm sorry. And he fumbles around the paper. Oh, and it, it's Dr. Rosen Rosen <laughs> with the stethoscope in his ears. Yeah. And, and then he's he, like, I'm sorry, I can't hear Yeah. You. And then he puts it up to her mouth. <laughs> It's so good. Chevy Chase was made for this yeah, role. He, and that scene's great because it's so early. Oh, you, yeah. You get to find out, like, oh, this is what we're in for. Yeah, it's so good. I have, uh, when Stanwick first brings Fletch to his house, Yeah, Fletch is making all these smart-ass comments. <laughs> like, everything is equipped about the house. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Pop and taco. Oh, you've uh, remodeled the garage. <laughs> Must have cost you hundreds. It's a good idea how to frame mine. 
Hope you in later. It's like what you did to the garage here. You must have spent hundreds. He says uh, pop and taco to the Spanish speaking maid. <laughs> he does a lot of almost racist. Oh, yeah, very much. Like when he's in the, the Spanish restaurant at the end, the Mexican restaurant, he's just making up gibberish Spanish. I picked this scene for two reasons. One, it like Corey says, it's that scene and establishes who Fletch is as oh, a character. Yeah. You're like, this guy is an ass. Like, he's an asshole. He's checking out Gale. Yeah, and- he is just, he's a, a oh, jerk well, he and an asshole. he breaks character immediately as soon as he gets in the door. Yeah. That's where, don't but, talk to me like that ass face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we also get essentially the entire plot of the movie explained to us, or at least until the twist, yeah. quote unquote. So basically, Stanwick tells us exactly, lays it all out for us. It's a good plan. Go down to Brazil, stay down there for about a year. It's like, all right, perfect. Yeah. This is back when comedies were like plot driven though. Oh yeah. I mean, there was actually. You had to build the story. There's a bad guy. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it's not the hangover where it's like, look how fucking drunk we got. No shit. What's your next one? Oh man. It's hard. We talked about this last night. There's yeah. so many, so many great one-liners and so many scenes, and you yeah. see them, and immediately five minutes later, you forgot yeah. how funny that was. Yeah. I love when they're in the uh, the cabana. It's John. John lived. I don't remember. John Cocktoson. Uh, hi. Hi. I was hoping you'd say that. Oh, I just got out of the shower. Yeah. Can I borrow your towel for a sec? My car just hit a water buffalo. <laughs> nice place you have here. Mm. I'm surprised to see you. What are you doing here? Uh, I ordered some lunch. You ordered it here? Well, I knew this is where my mouth would be. Oh, yeah. He, Cabana won. <laughs> he racks the under insane bill on the underhills. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite lines is, Yes, very good. I'll have a Bloody Mary and a steak sandwich and a steak sandwich. <laughs> I, I literally he has to borrow she answers the door in a towel yeah. after a shower and he's like uh, can I borrow your towel I just hit a water buffalo <laughs> I, I literally have that written down as a scene where he says Bloody Mary a steak sandwich and a steak sandwich, sandwich. and then later <laughs> so he, he orders a two bottles of Dom Perignon yeah and he orders like some kind of like beluga caviar this I have a $400 charge to my account Mrs. Stanwick you would like something to eat or drink senor actually I would charge it to the underhill senor yeah that's, that's right uh, do you have any caviar that caviar is eighty dollars a portion. I better just have two. Then. Yeah, better have two. Better well, cut it down. And, and then, at, as Corey mentioned earlier, the last line of the movie: Fletch and Gale are walking down the beach in Rio. He says he charged the entire vacation to the Underhills on <laughs> Mister Underhills American Express. Oh, I'd love to have seen. So your there's reaction. this whole running gag about the Underhills. See, that's how they should have kicked off when they did Fletch Lives. It should have yeah. said the Underhills. He's still holding a grudge. He's such a walking, talking piece of shit. Oh, he is. And you love him. Oh, he's like, so you're, good. You're on board from the start. And that's why I'm sure this will come up but with the remake, Confess Fletch. Yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about it later. I, I can't. I don't know. I can't picture it. I can't see anybody else doing it. Uh, maybe Mick Jagger. It's a, <laughs> Now, Mick Jagger uh, now. Uh, Barry the Boss Bostwick. Come Barry on. Barry Bostwick. So my next one, and of course, there's so many quips in this, but the big one is Moon River. Yeah. Drop your shorts and bend over, Mr. Babar. Oh, no, really, uh, we, we don't need to. I uh, We don't want to do that. So, you know, my kidneys feel a lot better in this position. Maybe it's just that I'm not doing any calisthenics. You know, if I did some sit-ups in the morning or bent over like this, I'd probably feel 
100%. Moon River. Whew. Thank you, Doc. You ever serve time? Breathe easy. Breathe easy. You know, I was surprised that Alan was able to get that uh, policy. I know there's a history of cancer in the family. There is? Yeah. As a matter of fact, ah, uh, you using the whole fist, Doc? Just relax. And the funny thing is, when I used to get physicals all the time and I would get a prostate exam, I would always sing Moon River. Wait a minute. Wait. What? <laughs> we got to unpack this. Yeah. What do we got to unpack this? How many prostate exams have you had? I would get physicals throughout basically my 20s. So I got one I played a year. sports my I've whole never, life. Ever. And I used to have to get a physical for sports. They yeah. never touched my b-hole ever. There was some ball cradling. Yeah. And the thing is, oh, I would always sing Moon River and I'd always tell my doctor, hey, you do any time? I'm concerned about your <laughs> Oh, uh, whatever. Did, did he make you dress like little Bo Peep? No, it's revelatory. <laughs> it's not revelatory. People get physicals. No, they don't get a prostate exams at 14 years old. Uh, I wasn't 14. This is in my 20s, pal. Pal. Well, <laughs> it's in my 20s, pal. Why? You're just getting a physical every year just for fun? We're both You're his hands to, on your shoulder. I thought you were supposed to get a physical every fucking year, and that's what I would do. Okay. Cup the balls. Little uh, little KY. Is that the whole fifth, Doc? <laughs> Who's your doctor? Dr. Rosen. Uh, Rosen penis. Rosen prostate. John Cocktoasting. Oh, yeah. There's John, another fucking John great Cock name. Toast. Arnold Babar. Isn't there a children's book about an elephant named Babar? I don't know. I don't have any. No children? No elephant books. Open why? Uh, Say uh. Ah. Uh. 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 No, it's an odd name. I don't recall having seen it on the club registry. Well, I don't formally belong. Uh, I'm a guest of my aunt's. Your aunt? Right, Mrs. Smith. Joan or Margaret? Uh-huh, right. Well, which one? Margaret. Funny old bird. Yeah, is she ever? I could tell you some stories. I bet. Uh, I have uh, you and Tommy Lasorda. I hate Tommy Lasorda. And he punches the picture. Sledge gets questioned in the police chief's office. Carlin with a K, right? Dipshit. You go back to that goddamn beast and you won't live to regret it. All right. Hey, you and Tommy Lasorda. Yeah. I hate Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> And the police chief doesn't like Fletch's attitude, and he pushes him against the wall. Fletch sees a photo of Carlin with Tommy Lasorda and says, you and Tommy Lasorda, I hate Tommy Lasorda, and he breaks the glass. <laughs> he punches the, the picture frame, breaking I it. love the fact that he was going to get executed in the jail. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else would have heard gunshots in the fucking jail. And he's unfazed. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got one last one. It's I literally wrote it down like this. The Utah inbred guy, when he goes into the house in Utah, yeah. and he starts fucking searching the house, that guy comes in, the fucking inbred guy. Yeah, he pulls I, I'm, the shotgun on him. He pulls the shotgun. Green is out of the Tropicana now. My sons, uh, Mike and Fredo, are taking over. What did you want under the bed? I'm afraid I'm going to have to pull rank on you. I didn't want to have to do this. I'm with the mattress, please. There are no tags on these mattresses. I have to take you downtown now. Give me the weapon. I'm calling the cops. This is for the cops. Come on, man, will you? I'm her cousin. Tell the cops. And that's all he keeps saying, and he hits him in the nuts, and he fucking runs. Well, when he goes to Utah and finds out about the secret wife and stuff. He's Harry S. And, Truman. Yeah. Are you uh, Mr. Marvin Sandwich? Yeah. Hi there. I'm uh, Harry S. Truman from Casewell Insurance Underwriters. Harry S. Truman? Yeah, well, my parents are big fans of the uh, former president. And he's <laughs> posing as the insurance agent, and they think he's so stupid yeah. because he has no information. My final thing to mention, you got to mention Bit by Bit, the Fletch theme by Stephanie Mills. Bing. 
so fucking frustrating because she says beat by beat. Why is it bit? I don't know. But I, I do like in the 80s when movies had theme songs. Oh, that that would, was my ringtone through that would, half of high school. Yeah, and they would chart and it'd be like, this song literally says like, Fletch is on the kid, whatever it says. And it's like a song would chart that has lyrics about the movie. Shit like that doesn't happen anymore. See, here's the funny thing. Like, Corey, how long have you and I known each other now? Probably close to 15 years Pros 15 years so like one of the first times i met you you said you liked fletch so when i started cataloging everybody in my cell phone to this day the fletch theme song is still your ring oh my god it's still your ring man okay so uh the country club has to have a pool obviously oh god yeah but i don't remember seeing one but either way let's get out of that pool uh yeah i'm a lifeguard yeah i was a lifeguard uh two years ago at uh wild waddell park what was the guy's name i I don't waddell that's great is he a good guy yeah dr penis all right we're gonna do a mount rushmore and this is gonna be an interesting one because it's gonna be that fourth one mount rushmore of chevy chase and no you can't just pick vacation european vacation christmas vacation and vegas vacation that's all one i'm not a big christmas like national lampoons really yeah i don't know why i I don't know if it's because of the saturation that's yeah yeah, i could see that it's i think once like walmart had like shoes full oh uh, yeah that's like tees yeah, 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 I, I get think that, that kind of. All right, so places. so would you take European vacation more than Christmas vacation? Yeah, I love oh, it. Yeah. European vacations. Is What's rank, just, rank those quickly? First one, Christmas vacation, European Vegas. I have Christmas vacation, Vegas European. Okay, I've only seen Vegas once. Really, I didn't really like it. I like it. It was good. I again, it kind of gets played out. They're not different. And I saw the they blur together. The Ed Helms vacation remake and like Clark and Ellen are the. I was like, this is not good. He lost me at Ed Helms because he was rusty. He was the fiftieth person to play Rusty Griswold. All right, who wants to go first? Who is the George Washington? I'll go first, and I'll say Clark Griswold. Yeah. So of course, from the vacation series. Yeah. It's his definitive role, whether it's his best role or not, debatable, but you could not build a Mount Rushmore to Chevy Chase without Clark Griswold. That first movie, even once again, Chevy Chase and his quips to this day, that scene where he goes to pick up his car and it's not the right car. And he has Eugene Levy there and he's like, this is even the right car. You didn't order the metallic P? No, Antarctic blue. But once you get in the family truckster, this is your automobile. Oh my God. Throughout that whole movie, Chevy Chase, man. Does everybody have Clark Griswold? Oh yeah, that's my number it's one. It's gotta be, yeah. Okay, every- I mean, that's when you see him. That's everybody's first thought. Okay, so Jim, you go next. Fletch, two. Okay, Fletch. Erwin Erwin (laughs) Arshyster. Erwin Arshyster. IRS. Yeah, no, Fletch, man. Harry S. Truman. I also have movies. Corey, you have Fletch? Yeah. Okay. Right. Corey, go ahead and give us the next one. I only other otherwise know him in Caddyshack. Yeah, Ty, Ty Webb. Webb. I also have Ty Webb. I also have Ty Webb. Like you said, the fourth. This, this, I think we're all going to so change here. Fourth. So, of course, then my fourth, Memoirs of the Invisible Man. No, joke, joke. <laughs> I was going to say, whoa. That movie's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. The Memoirs of an Invisible Man. My fourth, I went with Andy Farmer in Funny Farm. Very underrated 1988. Movie. Yeah. So, Chevy Chase was really sharp here. Oh, yeah. So you could tell he was like dialed in. Play, he was a writer in that, He plays right? a sports writer. That's right. And he's like a fish out of water, kind of become like an 80s cult classic because like there's not, so we're coming out of 87 when every movie in the oh, world happened in God, 87. Yeah. After 87, we kind of went this like 88 to 94 where you don't get all the classics you got from 85 to 87. Yeah. 
There'd maybe be one or two sprinkled. Yeah. So you miss out like funny farm is actually really good. And I would implore anybody to watch funny farm. It's, it's good. It's yeah. worth I don't know that I've ever seen it. It's good. Check it out. So mine is 1985 spies like us with Dan Aykroyd. Okay. Emmett Fitzhume. He ends up being a Guinea pig GLG 20 getting sent out onto the field to what's the code to release them. Oh, fuck. I yeah. can't remember. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. But that was such a good movie. Those two just played so yeah. well with each other. SNL. I like the whole aesthetic of that movie. Very Cold War. Yeah, Cold War. They yep. literally have like the Eskimo suits and stuff. And once again, he's that snarky asshole mm-hmm. that everybody loves. He is. I think I would go a little more modern. And, and it's not even a show that I'm a fan of. But anytime I would watch community yes oh yeah community he's he's probably my favorite part and then you hear the horror stories how he was on set yeah such a such a piece of shit yeah and now he's doing like we talked about the past couple weeks now he's doing steel city con again where you could pay 140 dollars to meet him and get an autograph i don't find him to be a personable like you could shoot the shit with chevy chase no no No, because that's part of the experience it's like yeah i'm gonna pay 75 dollars to have him sign something whatever but when you do that don't you also want to have like a little interaction or yeah. like conversation with somebody like if you're going to go meet you name it whatever celebrity yeah you want to like go and like like Emilio Estevez yeah. if he was at a show I'd shoot the shit about you know Mighty, Mighty Ducks, Ducks that or, yeah whatever and like just bullshit with him and he'd sign something and you'd be on your way but Chevy Chase I feel like he'd pretty much sign whatever and this is speculation but I feel like he would just sign whatever you've got hand it back to you and I also I always have this feeling when I meet like a celebrity like how many times are they can they hear you were such an integral part of my childhood to it's the point where it just rolls off yeah. of them and they don't uh, like oh like i haven't heard this fucking thing before like the guy telling uh leslie easterbrook about seeing her tits <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like the first time i jacked off it was the you and she's like thanks yeah like, i'm glad i made awesome. you come security i'm gonna say yeah. that to chevy chase <laughs> be thrilled. i'm like jacked off to you watching funny farm i touched my penis and to it, your rosen it, penis <laughs> So you get like a signed photo with Erwin M. Fletcher. Yeah, and you get a house. You get a selfie. Anybody that comes in and sees it, what's the first thing they say? Oh, he's I heard he's a real yeah. asshole. Yes. So it's not even like, yeah. like holy shit, you met Bill Clinton. Like, yeah, right. No. That'd be something though if Bill he Clinton was just like, still city con. <laughs> can you imagine this year, President Bill Clinton is coming to play saxophone. Get a fucking sign. Careless whisper. Yeah. <laughs> like careless whisper. Can you sign my McDonald's rapper? He doesn't use rappers. So dude, cigar. Dude, Chevy. Uh, Chase had also a lot of like underrated movies like Modern Problems was great. Him and Charles Grodin foul play with Goldie Hawn. He did a lot of like. It's interesting how this played out because it's exactly as I expected. We would all have Fletch, Clark Griswold, Ty Webb, and then all have a different fourth because you also have you could have went with SNL even though like I said it was short lived. Three Amigos. It's crazy that like 40 episodes is short lived. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, Not everybody can be keen in 20 years. Three Amigos. Nothing but trouble. I forgot about three amigos. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Short and uh, Steve Steve Martin. Martin. Yeah. And then the Chevy Chase show, of course. Oh, I totally forgot about that. That also, I don't even think. I think it lasted one season. Dude, because when you think of a late night talk show host, who do you think of Chevy fucking Chase? The talk show dynamic is so strange because like now it's like, why does Kelly Clarkson have a show? I don't know. Why do they give shows to like some of these people? Sherry Shepard. Yeah. Like Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Why are they giving shows to people? It's like, is that? Like a last ditch effort to hang on to your career. What is it? Like, that makes why? no sense. 
But it's people watch them like yeah, but, while they're getting their oil changed. But, Nobody like no, puts it well, on. It's I'm like sure somebody does waiting room, or plan. it's like an older person's part of their routine. They have to yeah. watch Kelly Clarkson. Well, now. it's sort of like how I will listen to whatever sports morning drive time radio show that they give me on my channel. Oh, yeah, I don't care. Like you know what I mean? They every once in a while they'll rotate them, give you something, and it's like I just listen to it. And the only time I would stop is if it was Jim Rome. Yeah, I can't yeah, do too. It. Yeah. So it. it's probably the same thing with those daytime talk shows. It's like, well, it's the two o'clock daytime talk show and it's, uh, you know, who is it now? It's Steven Dorf. <laughs> <laughs> Would it surprise you if it's Steven Dorf? It's the Steven Dorf show. Literally the guy who thought of that show literally saw a judgment night the night before and go, that fucking guy is brilliant. He's personable. He's honest. We're doing a talk show with the Dorfman. The Dorfman. Fred Dorfman. Fred the Dorf Dorfman. Dorfman. All right. <laughs> any any other Chevy Chase we want to mention oh, before I move on? I can't think of anything else. No, I really don't. He was he just not, in so, so much. So is there anything that he ever really played against type? We never Ooh. got like a super serious Chevy Chase. And it's probably because he burnt every bridge he had. Because if he would have had, because like a man of the house, he played a dad. Yeah. Still not playing against type. But he's still had his quips like could you imagine if Chevy Chase had that same range as like Robin Williams because when Robin Williams started to you know venture yeah into these, he started playing against type like oh, Robin God. Williams Adams. yeah one hour photo fucking one hour photo yeah Jesus Christ that movie is frightening he's in some other one like uh, I think he's is he in Awakenings he's in like some I other mean, even ones. Jack yeah. is different but, but I think like people like I think like Adam Sandler has played some dramatic turns and oh. he's done like Punch Drunk Love he's yeah. done Sharp um, Uncut Gems the yeah. water boy. He's the water boy. He's done <laughs> against type. And then I think of like Chris Farley. If Chris Farley would have like survived, lived, I lived, think he yeah. could have been great. John Candy did it. You know, yeah. he, he would just had his anniversary of his death. Yeah. Started playing some dramatic roles. I think Chevy Chase probably could have done it, but I also don't think it was worth the hassle for anyone to deal with him to try and force him into directing him in a direct well, like, role. Speaking of John Candy, you watch planes, trains and automobiles every holiday year. Yeah. Look at what he did in that movie. Yeah. At the end, it has you in fucking tears when you find out he's homeless and his wife died. It's yeah. like, spoiler alert, everybody. I apologize. I also but. cried when he's in the uh, Kenosha Kickers in Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> if right. it wasn't for him, Kevin would still be fucking in danger. That's true. All right, let's get back in that country club pool and please put it on the underhills. Mrs. Stanwick! Irwin, professional journalism time now. Go back to the Don't beach. Don't say Irwin. And Rubber finish gloves. the damn story. Hey, Frank, I will. I swear. Frank, something else came up, okay? No, it's not okay. You've got a deadline tomorrow. Did you see the ad we ran Sunday? I don't read the paper. What's the spread in the game tonight? What's the spread in the game tonight? Anybody know? Lakers by six. Take a look. Drugs on our beaches. Shame of the city. Yeah. Shame of the city. That's very nice. Now, try to follow me on this. You can't run the ad and then not run the story. You can't? Why not? Shit, really? Our critical question. Best Fletch alias. In any of the Fletch movies. In uh, this yeah, even the second one, one is great, uh, too. A calculus entropy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> calculus entropy. <laughs> that's a great one. I, I will always have a space in my heart for Dr. Rosen Penis. Yeah, that's a great I have Dr. One. Rosen Penis. Yeah. I, I also like, though, when he comes back to the uh, beach to talk to Gummy and to try and get them to, you know, flip. And he's got the disguise on. The He looks like Necro Butcher for anyone familiar with Necro Butcher. <laughs> I was trying to see what the fuck was he supposed to be was he supposed to be like jesus almost I, a balding jesus yeah like some sort of religious figure cult leader yeah cult leader sort of thing i love john cocktoast because yeah, i feel like the he name 
same. Into that one without it. And the thing is, though, if it's not for Gail changing it, because at first it didn't sound like he said cocktoast. It was like John. Yeah. And then she said, are you John cocktoast? Because he forgot his name. Yeah. yeah. I like when he finally breaks it to her and he's like, I'm not John cocktoast. <laughs> My name is not John cocktoast. And I wasn't at your wedding. Who are you? I'm Erwin Fletcher. I write a newspaper column under the name of Jane Doe, and it's not the food section, Gail. So? So, your husband hired me to kill him. Enough surprises. What the hell are you talking about? Sit down. Your husband told me he was dying of cancer. Is that true? No, it's not true. That ranch property you thought you were buying in Utah? Not true. He's a bad guy. No. <laughs> that whole scene is fantastic when he has to like break it to her. He's like, just wait 24 hours, you know, but he's telling, he's like confessing all these things to her. Meanwhile, you've got Mr. Underhill pounding on yeah. the door over the bill and she's like, wait. And then she opens the door and just snags the bill out of Mr. Underhill's hand. Someone I do not want playing Fletch in any iteration is Mr. David McCall. Hey, I got a good fake name. You want to hear what it is? You're fucking dead. <laughs> no, it could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. That sounds all right. <laughs> oh, God, all I don't right. want to pass out again. Uh, big guy. Logic, uh, big guy. Uh, Fletch says he blends in with the junkies at the beach by acting like he doesn't care about anything. So that's like we get this opening soliloquy monologue about him in his undercover role at the beach. But he isn't believable at all to me. Like, if he's truly trying to be undercover, he talks to everyone. Everyone knows him by name. He's a little too, like, sharp and put together. Yeah, the first guy he sits next yeah. to is, like, out of his mind. Yeah, right. He's like, like, you know where they get the drugs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. So it's just, it's, like, far-fetched that he's truly trying to blend in with the junkies. I just don't buy it. Okay, so my first one, we're going to have a live logic viewing. We've never done this here before on the Pool Scene Podcast. So my big one is, I got queued up the police chase scene on the 101 highway. We see a random car in the back also pursuing Fletch. And to this day, I don't know who the hell it is. Here we go. I'm going to roll. Who is that BMW in the background? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I've never noticed that before. Is that supposed to be Alan Stanwyck? But it shouldn't be. But who the fuck is that? That guy's going 150. He's like pursuing him. But yeah. I still to this day don't know who that guy is pursuing him. Do we see that car again? Yeah, let's do it. It's a BMW. It looks just like stock footage that they, yeah. they play yeah. at like 1.5 speed. I always love like movies and chases because if you notice, if you notice in these movies, whenever there's like a chase, no one ever pulls off. Ever. No, no, never do. It's the cops and whoever's chasing whoever always have to weave in and out of traffic. I always want to know who was that car pursuing Fletch. It's, it's, I think Corey's right. It's just stock footage yeah. from a screen. Probably, yeah. Okay, I have uh, Fletch and Stanwick. They have the exchange about the murder arrangement where Fletch says, you certainly thought this out. And Stanwick says, I'm not a man who leaves anything to chance. Isn't the entire thing chance? Because like, what if Fletch said no? Like That's he literally point. like makes, he makes every minute detail about everything. He tells him all the facts and he lays the whole thing out. But what if Fletch was like, no, I'm not going to do it. He says no, credit rolls, the end. I mean, stand up. The whole plan is like that they have the same build. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I really don't even think that they no. do. No. <laughs> even though they said a suit jacket fits. Like, no, it doesn't. No, so yeah, so that's literally like, they just kind of are the same build. But like, he's slender and tall, not Chevy. Speaking so, of which, I had a hard time pegging. I had to look up Chevy Chase when he was 
born, I had a hard time getting a gauge on his age. Age, age, yeah. And that does tend to happen a lot with, I would say, older movies. Sorry, Pappy. He's 42 in that movie. I'm 41. I, I feel like I look younger than Chevy they Chase. Look, it's well, something that about been the going around they just the, look so old. That yeah. thing's been going around the internet during the first season of Seinfeld. Costanza's 29. Which is nuts. And everybody's like, he looks 29. I'm like, the fuck he does? He like, looks he 49. Looks, he looks 49. Yeah. And they were like, oh, it's just the fashion and stuff. And I'm like, no. No. Like, part of it's his hair and his glasses, think, but he still doesn't look. I like to think a lot of it had to do with environmental factors because yeah. look at major cities back then. It's like you walk through fucking smog alerts every day of your life. Holy shit, of course well, you're going to look at your 100 so coming to America. Yeah. You <laughs> see, um, you know, people look a lot younger now. It honestly has to do with like sunscreen and moisturizing. Yeah. I because, listen to Bias Lerman. Less, less cigarettes. So yeah, basically the whole idea, what if Fletch was like, no, thank you know, thanks for the offer, but no. Yeah. Would Stan would have had to kill him on the spot? Oh. Because you can't I, I really let that, Fletch just walk no, away. I'm going to go even further. We talked about him sticking out like a sore thumb on the beach. I think Stan would recognize that. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Saw him as a guy that probably would not say no. Yeah. He would be interested in like maybe investigating this. I'm, I'm putting entirely too much thought into it. No, but it's like, it's true. <laughs> Stanwick just hangs out at the beach with binoculars and yeah. he's like looking for a junkie, but he could have picked gummy. He could have picked anybody, but yeah, for some reason Sam. he fat, picks yeah, fat Sam. Again. Yeah. He picks Fletch. And then maybe it has to do though with Stanwick's connection to Chief Carlin. Yeah. Maybe Carlin already knew that he was an investigator reporting. He needs him knocked off. He's trying to pull him out That's there, yeah. And it's a two for one. We solved it. Here's one thing I want to solve. And you brought it up, Corey. we got to go back to the airplane hangar. The one guy knows Fletch isn't who he thinks he yeah. is. But you're waiting for that moment in the movie where he goes, you're not who you are, pal. Who the hell are you? He doesn't do it. Now, hey, uh, do us a favor, pal. Name's Liddy. Gordon Liddy. Gord, uh, take a look at the seventh fetch of Val, will you? I think it's been sticking. Probably the humidity. <laughs> That's funny. No, what I think it is myself is the uh, bypass. It could be the bypass line, yeah. Maybe I should take a look at it. Uh, Gordo. Back here? Don't tell me my business, boy. Just checking the luggage. Somebody ought to clean these windows. There is a tremendous buildup of gook all over them. Look at that. He knows he's not. He just not, lets him dig his hole. He just lets him like. And you're waiting for him. Yeah. And you're waiting for a resolution. Like this guy's going to find him out and Fletch is fucked. Yeah. No. I thought he was going to be like, there's no such thing as a Felter valve. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as or soon as that. he was like, oh, it's over here. And he's like, yeah, there's yeah, no such thing. He's like, why don't you have him look at the Felter valve? That is like a weird written scene because you have one guy who buys it. who The other guy thinks he's hilarious. The guy's a buck tooth redneck. Yeah. Who thinks okay. he's hilarious. And then the other guy is on to the shtick, knows yeah. it's not real. But really, what is the benefit of writing it that way? I don't I, that get it. That makes me wonder if that's one of those Chevy Chase, the written verse. Ad lib. Uh, I yeah, bet it is. Chevy Chase getting a little Western in it. Because I think it would have been funny if he would have found out and be like, no, you're yeah. not who you say you are. Right. And then see what Fletch does. You so know? that leads to my next logic point. It seems like Fletch would have a long arrest record. Oh, yeah. So like tons of trespassing charges. And like, wouldn't he probably get his ass kicked a bunch? You would think. Because like if he goes in and you do this sort of thing and you wear disguises and you mess with people every once in a while you're gonna have somebody who just calls your bluff who just knows you're not who you say you are and he's gonna get his ass kicked or he's yeah. gonna get somebody's gonna call the cops get a trespassing charge so we don't see any of that no we don't but fletch has a smart ass attitude so also if you were living in the apartment below him how pissed would you be knowing that he's fucking playing basketball from time to time in his own apartment holy like, shit it comes off the hook says the guy who has basketball up and that's very true but i don't have somebody living below me that's plus true. 
Yes. How would you feel if you're sitting there having breakfast in the morning, this fucking guy just climbing up the fire escape willy yeah. nilly left and right? What the fuck? That do you think that alimony scene is necessary? No. Do you really think it adds anything? I think other than to show that he's just like a, a degenerate, yeah. which you can I mean have. we never see the ex wife or yeah. no. Yeah. So the thousand dollars he gets just for like showing up. Yeah. He ends up having to hand over an alimony. The whole Fred the Dorf Dorfman thing, the, the Dorf man himself. A man who needs no introduction. Thank you very much, Sammy. Thank you. Uh, I couldn't wait. Uh, it was a very nice introduction, and I am very thrilled and proud to be here today. It's been a wonderful ceremony so far. Here on behalf of our own Fred the Dorf Dorfman. <laughs> Many of you don't know that Fred was darn near death recently and uh he wasn't ashamed to admit to me that he'd had syphilis and hug a cop <laughs> so do the police somehow think that he is packing a gun or something because they just have this timid they act approach. like you can't see them i also kind of wonder why the spotlight's on him the second he stands up exactly it's like they're primed for him to pull something but why would you not just storm the stage is he gonna fucking attack the dwarf himself Fred or dwarf, dwarfman but i'm just like when you see the police just you know go around go with that what you just fucking go to the stage what are we doing here uh, that kind of pairs up with the action uh the yeah. quote unquote fight scene in it, the end, yeah. which was tops of one of the worst that I've ever oh, yeah. seen. All right, what is the legacy of this movie? Oh. Of course, 1989 sequel, Fletch Lives. Which is a great underrated sequel. Give us the oh, quick it's, rundown it's of his grandmother dies or something like that. He inherits one of her plantations in Louisiana the estate. South, yeah. The place is a dump. It's mm. on some sort of like toxic waste ground and shit yeah. like that. There's like this overseer who for some reason Fletch is thrown away because he thinks the guy who oversees the place still thinks it's 1860. And then there's a televangelist who wants to buy the property, but you don't think he is who he says he is. I, I need to do a rewatch. It, it, yeah, well, I, was, I was telling one Jim. One-liners from that. Yeah. I was telling Jim before this, like we, I've watched Fletch a bunch growing up and stuff, but not Fletch lives, lives that much. Like it's not that it's bad. Not that I don't like it. It's just, it wasn't as, as accessible as, as Fletch was. So Miramax had picked up the rights to make a whole series of Fletch films from Kevin Smith. But get this, you won't believe it. Chevy Chase had a disagreement with Kevin Smith. No. Leading to Kevin. Smith deciding we'd make a Fletch prequel. Smith had cast Jason Lee, former professional skateboarder. But <laughs> Harvey Weinstein refused to let this movie move forward with Jason Lee. So Smith considered Ben Affleck, Brad Pitt, and Jimmy Fallon, and even Zach Braff, which is what the studio wanted. But it's weird because Smith was replaced by Bill Lawrence, the creator of Scrubs. Lawrence was a Fletch super fan, which I can totally see if you oh, watch yeah. Scrubs. Scrubs is like Fletch the series in a Pretty hospital. Much. <laughs> It's pretty much the same thing. So you would have had Bill Lawrence directing Zach Braff as Fletch, but that movie bounced around several times until Miramax rebooted it called Confess Fletch, released less than two months ago here in 2022 with John Hamm as Fletch. Movie has been very well reviewed. Yeah. But what I hear is think of it as its own thing. Because like John Hamm is not trying to be Chevy Chase. Okay. So like the original Fletch movies were Chevy Chase chase movies whereas like john ham's fletch is playing it straight to the book that fletch theme better be in it though i'm just saying 
It so has it's to be. oh, absolutely it has to be <clears throat> playing it against the book, and I guess it's a murder mystery. It's on Paramount Plus. It's on Paramount Plus, so we should check that out. Anything you want to mention about the legacy of Fletch? It's underrated. I mean, it's beyond oh, underrated. Yeah, yeah, it looks great if you stream it and it's in 4K. It doesn't look super old or dated. No, or it does. It's nice, and we've kind of hit on this over and over, but it, there's just so many one-liners. Oh yeah, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie, and I still I sat down and watched it last night. Yeah, laughed my ass off. Mm-hmm. It's an hour, 30 minutes. Yeah. It's perfect Quitty. pacing. Yeah. Nice pacing. Quick in and out. Yeah. So. You know who I can kind of see is Fletch? Who? George Clooney. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's kind of in that, Ocean's same, 11, that like, same sort yeah. of John Hamm yeah. I can see. I think they did a pretty good job. I mean, I haven't seen Confess Fletch, but just thinking of John Hamm's whole he's, deal. He's Don Draper. Yeah. All right, can, Kevin, because of your newly found obsession with Dune, who from Dune could be <laughs> Fletch? Oscar Isaac. You think he could pull yeah. off a good Fletch? Not Dave Batista. Not Dave Batista. Not Chalamet. Not Timothy Chalamet. Completely jacked. Not Stellan Skarsgård and not, what's the guy from No Country for Old Men? Um, Anton Sugar. Javier Bardem. Uh, yeah. yeah. Can't be Javier Bardem. No, that'd be the Sorry. weirdest flesh. So it'd be ever. Oscar Isaac <laughs> okay. if any of them. So. Do All right. Watch. Stick around for some plugs. Welcome to Woolworth, where there's always something worth shopping for. Light bulb? Sure. During Woolworth Dollar Days, you can stock up and save with our lowest prices this year on many GE bulbs. Like these soft whites. Your final cost after GE rebate, three packs for $5. Yarn. Knitting pretty yarn. A jumbo 12-ounce skein, now two for $5. Potting soil. Hypenex 8-pound bag, just 50 cents after Hypenex rebate. At Woolworth, where shopping for values is a tradition. This is your lifeguard, Matt. Whether you're just dipping those toes or diving into the deep end with us, thanks for listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Pool Sceners, thank you once again for checking out this week's episode. And don't forget, like, comment, subscribe, rate and follow Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Pool Scene Podcast. Make sure you join the Pool Sceners group on Facebook for exclusive content. And we are starting a Twitch channel. We cool twitch.tv slash pool scene podcast. Once again, thank you, everybody. And now back to Kevin. Final app guy. Yeah! The final lap. I think I probably should have give, given final app guy an alias, but I couldn't think of anything on the spot. We want to thank Corey for being on the fourth time, the four timers club. The Quattro. Got to start uh, working on the beach towel for the fifth, <laughs> fifth time beach beach club. Corey has been I here. Time. Corey did the first ever watch along a twister. We watched along with Independence Day. The director's cut, which was 45 <laughs> hours long. Fuck. And then I almost passed out and died because I confused Jonathan Sheck with Dolph Lundgren <laughs> during Independence Day resurgence. So go back and check all of those out. Corey, how did uh, trick or treat go with the kiddos? Yeah. Oh, they loved it. Yeah. They're, they're hitting that. How age far did they make it? So they did my whole street like okay. up and down with it's like horseshoe yeah. shaped and yeah yeah they did both sides of the road we carried the young one a little bit but mm. uh no they had a blast they're like good right at that age and now they're just like cracked out on chocolate all yeah. the time i was gonna say and how many uh they go through a whole bag oh we have this huge cauldron at our oh, okay. table full and i don't know how they're ever gonna they're out there like yeah tyrone biggums yeah. <laughs> rubbing it on their gums <laughs> so blockbuster you know the video rental store blockbuster is making a comeback
but not how you think. Okay, here we go again, like Toys R Us. In Los Angeles, Blockbuster will be opening a video rental themed bar. So basically, it's a Blockbuster video with a full bar and movie themed food and cocktails. You pick your beer out and it's in a plastic case that they have to open. (laughs) You drink it out of one of the (laughs) Can I drink out of a VHS tape? I hope so. I I would fuck with that. I think I I would go drink a beer in a Blockbuster. It's very nostalgic. I think that's a kind of cool idea. And then also, there's a new Netflix series, and this is fucked up. There's a new Netflix series called Blockbuster that takes place. It's about the employees. Oh, I heard about this. The last Blockbuster. But doesn't that seem a little messed up? Netflix is probably 90% responsible for for the death of Blockbuster. Absolutely. So in a way, this is like pissing on the corpse. Well, the thing that sucks about Blockbuster was going to be the thing, the streaming thing, but it just didn't work out and Netflix got them. All right. Can you imagine? Because we'd be like a fucking... Remember that Netflix is a male DVDs here? Netflix Netflix tried to partner with Blockbuster because of their massive inventory of discs. Name recognizable. Blockbuster basically was like, you fucking idiots. No. And now look, you know, Netflix, they're, you know, we're paying $15 a month for the right for them to lose tons of money. (laughs) Pretty much. Original programming. Yeah. So Netflix will be dead soon enough too. But yeah, it seems a little below the belt to be like, hey, we're going to make a show all about how fun you guys were after we killed you. What a great place this was. Yeah. Now watch what we do to the Witcher. Yeah, right. Yeah, especially now with Cavill going back to Superman. Thank God wants to have a more hopeful Superman, as he said in an interview the other day, because Superman should be fucking hopeful. What can they do? They have to continue the story, though, right? Because they can't, like, start over. Well, it's Man of Steel, too, so you kind of... But I don't know if you're... They can start over. Wow, they can. Yeah, so we shall see. But thank God Zack Snyder... <laughs> Zack Snyder is no longer involved and uh, James Gunn now controls the DCEU so hopefully it'll be done right but one thing that turned into a movie this past weekend in NASCAR we had Ross Chastain go full cold trickle literally make up five positions in the final lap by doing something he said in a post race interview him and his brother did on NASCAR Thunder 2005 on the Nintendo GameCube it's awesome by literally putting it into the wall and then just gunning it as fast as he could made up five spots past Denny Hamlin on the line to make it into the final four for the championship. It's like a crossfire, like ball bearing against the wall. It's the most amazing thing because nobody else was up against the wall. There was just a lane and he just fucking gunned it and made it into the title. It's insane. Yeah. For whatever reason, we came across a copy of uh, NASCAR 98. Nice. Back then, this is 98. This is PlayStation yeah. 1. We bought it at Toys R Us for I have no fucking idea why. We <laughs> played the hell out of that Those game. Those NASCAR games are great. I'd love to just go in reverse and just fuck and plow another oh, car. Absolutely. The best. It's no Top Gear 2. No. Kevin and I started playing Top Gear 2 on my running man cab. That game's fucking fun. It's really fun. It is fucking. I never played it before. It's fucking it's great. great. I used to. That's one of the ones I used to play. I'd kill the. Uh, I'd mute the TV back when the TV would. Every time you'd mute a TV, it used to say mute in the yeah. green letters. Oh, yeah. So you'd have to look at that mute on the screen. But we'd put music on. You know, you'd listen to Ghetto Boys or Easy or NWA or whatever it was while you played Top Gear 2. And it got you like way more. More in the zone. Oh, yeah. You could just like conk out. Yeah. It's pretty fucking awesome. Indefinite. See, old racing games like that, I feel like are better than yeah. other sports are the same way. I feel like once they got too realistic, oh yeah, baseball games well, are not right. fun. Yeah. It's like the like, golf games now. They're too yeah. hard to play. Give me a good old Tiger Woods game. I, Tiger Woods 2008. Oh, yeah. 
Like I, I like <laughs> realistic, you know, I like sports, sports simulation type games, but I also really like arcade style stuff. Yeah. I want to be able to play it once every yeah. eight months and not have to remember like, oh, how do I throw a fucking slider yeah. down through here? And baseball games became way too hard to play. Yeah. yeah. Way too they, hard. You had to stick with them. I don't know yeah. which EA baseball game I would play, but I pretty much like was done because I didn't want to like, there's 162 games oh, yeah. depending on what position you play. Like don't ever pick a pitcher because you got to pitch the whole game. No, don't. If you pick like any whatever position, you have to play all the defensive plays, but there's different settings to where like you can play, you know, just balls that are hit at you or play the entire game. It takes like the length of an actual MLB season to play. I think I might have played a 162 game season of Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball for the Super Nintendo. I think I did it once, but that's probably my personal. That's the kind where you're easy to play Always the pitcher. You're always the batter. You're yeah, it was the easiest to play but yeah the yeah they hit a point and i feel like racing did the same thing like yeah. it's, it's amazing the graphics that you have now yeah oh it's well, oh, Jim talks to your F1 fan and yeah. you were showing me like during COVID, yeah. they were doing like simulator races. NASCAR did simulator races F1 and you see these like simulator rigs that they set up in their living room. It's literally a cockpit of a car. You have like three big ass screens in front yeah. of you, 360 oh, yeah. view, shifter, the whole smash. Like yeah. wind somehow. Yeah. And some of these yeah. simulators are like over a million dollars for a fucking simulator. It's like, holy it shit. Did, didn't ESPN have uh, NHL players playing whatever? Pro- hockey, yeah. Probably. In 2020 or whatever. Like there's still like F1 esports right now fucking huge because yeah. these big teams in F1 like Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari, they hire out like two or three of these guys and they're like the elite in the world I, is in it esports. so far-fetched though to believe that like a sport like racing yeah. could completely replace real racing 100% with simulator well, racing. Well see here's a weird thing. For safety yeah. Safety for money for fu- fossil but fuels. the prime viewer of say NASCAR yeah. Well that's the problem. Okay that. That's the problem because NASCAR's yeah. demographic is, yeah. you know, Cletus T. Yokel and here's the problem with NASCAR. Gordon Liddy. I yeah. used to watch NASCAR every week. My parents used to watch it every week. Problem is like point system and everything got very convoluted because they wanted to come up with their own playoffs. Points make no sense. Go back to the good old day. You have to realize NASCAR is a good old boy sport. It will always be a good old boy sport. Go back to the Winston Cup. Just have it that whoa, way. Make it whoa. less convoluted. Whoa, Winston, Boy, Winston Cup? get out of here. The Winston Cup. The cigarettes. Bring back uh, the cigarettes. Oh, have them ow, smoke. Right. Have them beat the shit out of Don't each other. Don't dare after. do the cigarettes, but please do the uh, Planet 13 weed dispensary series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. Fine. They don't even have a title sponsor anymore. The ratings are down. But like this thing that Ross did is going to make people tune in next Sunday to see who wins this title. He has a chance to pull another fucking GameCube stunt and win a title <laughs> next week. I talk about this all the time with our buddy Brian. We yeah. will send skateboard videos back yeah. and forth to each other. And there's an entire generation of kids that grew up playing Tony Hawk's yeah. Pro Hell Skate. Yeah. And they didn't understand that. That's not fucking no, real. No, you cannot do that. I can't do a Benny Hanna 1080 into a kickflip switch McNally. And they're doing it now. Yeah. Because yeah. these kids <laughs> like, grew up like, oh, oh yeah, that's normal. I, that's- do you remember when the X games were the thing? Oh, absolutely. And you tuned in because you're like, wait a minute, Tony Hawk's going to try to get a 900. What? I remember fucking TV channels cutting in to the X games to watch Tony Hawk do a 900. And it was the most amazing. Now these guys are doing 1080s. Yeah. You can get on well, Instagram and find a seven-year-old yeah, kid doing yeah. 900 well, today. You, you think like the first time I remember seeing like Nyjah Houston, 
Yeah. yeah. And Nyjah was doing like the hardest trick from 10 years prior to Nyjah. Nyjah's doing those tricks. It's nothing. Every time, never bailing, hitting it yeah. every single time without breaking a sweat. It, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It, it's literally like Tony Hawk has come it's to real life. The motocross did the same thing. All these kids watched you Pastrana. See, and now yeah. if you don't have a double backflip in your yeah. repertoire, people, you're yeah. an idiot, people on Instagram with 300 followers are better street skateboarders than anyone that existed yeah. 20 yeah. years ago. Like the best pro in the world could not hang yeah. with some 14 year old like Instagram. No, there's no way like yeah. Chad Musk. If he had a, yeah. like if he was putting videos on Just MySpace would be good thing though, that there is social media for these guys, because I think it came out last week that ESPN sold yeah, the rights sold off the to the X games of the X games. So it's like, I Which don't know. I, hope, I, you know, I used to try to tune in. Like if I was not like street appointment viewing or anything, yeah. but like if X games would be on TV, I'd watch it. I would watch it. Yeah. yeah it was awesome. And Climb, speed rock climbing. But for the yeah. last couple of years, it's like MTV playing videos. Like ESPN just does not care. ESPN's, it's turned into like Nitro Circus. Horrible. Yeah. 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 I watched a little bit of the street skating this year and it was, I would have loved it yeah. back yeah. in the day, but it, yeah, it, it's kind of lost. Remember crazy. how fucking awesome street luge used to be? I remember oh, yeah. that the first X games going, this is fucking well, crazy. Jim, uh, an the X, extreme, an X games yeah. gold medalist used to train here at section eight, which isn't more than maybe a mile from where that's we're right. sitting. Anthony Napolitan. Oh, that's right. So yeah. used to just, you know, and now section eight's a fucking car garage. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, that glass. Unless yeah. somebody inside of there is learning how to drive their car along the wall. Pretty much. And, uh, I like interested. to think that the mini ramps are still upstairs. Yeah. We used to, there used to be hardcore shows there and all kinds of stuff. But now it's a car garage. <laughs> yeah. But it's crazy because the skateboarders are better than ever. If you told kids like, oh, we had half yeah. pipe mics and section eight and we could go to skate parks. Yeah. Now it's. I don't know. It's crazy. I wish I had that ability. I still want to get my my Huffy Sigma bike back. That'd be awesome. I don't think I could do a goddamn trick to save my life because I'll end up biffing. But yeah, yeah it'd be cool. I still have a skateboard, but I don't. Yeah, don't do I still have one too. Yeah, I got I got wrecked last year. Yeah, I'm not young anymore. I I, I got I had a skating resurgence and I was trying to. But at one time I took this huge back bump trying to ollie over stacked boards and it <laughs> took like a flat back bump at the yeah, shit. and I think I broke my pelvis and I was like I'm, I'm not I'm done yeah, I'm we're just done. gonna ride around now it's so weird because mentally I hop on a skateboard and I'm like I can do everything that I could do when I was in high school and then up to the point of popping the tail I'm like you're a fat <laughs> piece of shit yeah, nah. <laughs> like I do not weigh 145 pounds yeah. anymore yeah. Yeah. do you ever okay. see that big jacked uh, bodybuilder skateboarder it makes no, no. sense Oh, I'm going to show you guys videos off okay. here. Everybody else, just Google jacked bodybuilder slab of meat, son of a bitch, playing skateboarder. With, playing with his wood. Yeah. So put, Okay. Put that into any it's not Lou Ferrigno. Well, you can do it, Louis. Come on. We're going to have a bunker. That was a little Judd Hirsch. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't tell me you went prepared. All right. We're going to wrap up uh, banger season, kind of in a two-part thing next week. You knew Dan. So until you then, Corey, thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Four-time club. Salencia.